Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back on the TV shows and the cartoons and the movies of our youth and see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be looking at a show from 1993 called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, do you remember watching this show? Absolutely. I remember my I remember interacting with the show very vividly when I was in sixth grade because this came out in 1993, and that's about sixth grade for me. Um, I think fifth grade. I think. Well, I I skipped a grade, so it was sixth grade for me. Oh well, ha dee da la dee da. No, so it was it was sixth grade for me, and I remember being over at my uh, my friend Alex's house after school, and I remember seeing a pre- like a preview for it, like you know coming soon mighty morphing power rangers and they had the they had like a commercial for it and i remember sitting there thinking holy shit this is going to be the coolest show like th- this show looks so awesome like i was so stoked on it and i remember once once it came out i enjoyed it but i had already hyped it up so high that i was kind of disappointed when i actually saw what it was because what what um they what they previewed was essentially the monster fights and the and the battles. And and that's what I was expecting. I was expecting an entire show of like monster fights and battles. And then when the show actually came out, I was like, well, it's not all monster fights and, and battles. It's like it's like this other part that I don't care about. That's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was super stoked be, because I was led to believe it was something that it wasn't. Well, at least that it was something that it wasn't completely. You know, but yeah. I did. I did watch it. I remember why. I, I want to say that I watched the first, probably two or three seasons. Did you watch up to the White Ranger? Yes. Okay. I watched. Did you watch into Power Rangers Zio, which is? I watched. I watched until the first uh, cast changeover, but after that, I think I got to the point where the Pink Ranger was the blonde chick. Yeah. Maybe I watched until the second. Cast changeover. That was like season three, I think. Yeah. But then after that, I mean, there's been so many of them since. I, oh I, my I basically, God. I basically watched the first, the first, yeah, like probably the first three seasons because by that so point, so many. By that point, I was in, I was in high school. So I didn't really watch Power Rangers anymore. Yeah. How about I, you? Did you watch it? I, yeah. So it's, I like that you mentioned the commercials because I distinctly remember. So this came out in August. Of 93, like late August of 93. And the commercials for this show ran all summer long. I remember it, I remember it distinctly. They would play after school. 
They did, but like during the summer, like you're summer, there's yeah. no school, and and the the commercials started playing before you went to before school ended the year before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like for like about a month or so, so it created all of this hype, and then it played all the way through the summer. And I did year round, so I was back in school before this, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the commercials continued to play on all the after school block and the the Saturday and Sunday morning school uh, cartoon block, and. These commercials, like you said, all they showed was like the saber two tiger uh, zord like running, and like you'd see monsters and sparks, and that's all you saw, and you saw nothing else. Uh, and that was only in the later commercials. The earlier ones are just like Power Rangers, and then they show the zord and then the coins, and like, and that was it. It was, it was like it was very like, mysterious. It was like that uh, <laughs> that episode of Simpsons. Zabo, 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 yes, Zabo. yes, and Who that's that's Zabo? what I remember. That and then. The show started, I remember it, It. I'm pretty sure August 28th, 1993, is a school day. I'm pretty sure. Well, I went to Catholic school, so yeah, we tended to start early. We started before Labor Day, so I was probably in school at that point. But I mean, like, it was like a Monday through Friday. Oh, okay. Because okay. I remember getting off of school, and it was a big deal. Like, we made plans, and all of us to, like... Run home, yeah, plop to, yourself in front of the TV. To watch Power Rangers. And the first episode, I was like, huh... All right. This was not as advertised. Yeah, and I was kind of disappointed because <laughs> I was like, this is not as advertised. I was, you know... We I, both shared the same disappointment. We did, and <laughs> but like in a weirdly different way because um, I, I remember seeing the live action stuff as a kid and thinking like this has really no relevance and then getting into it. Um, and then being kind of like into the story and all that stuff. I, I watched this through Zeo. Actually, I watched this up until... Uh, after the second Power Rangers movie, which I think was in like '98 or something like that, Jesus. Um, and I, so I watched. I watched several years with the Power Rangers. I watched it until I watched it through fifth and sixth grade, and then junior high. And then I think when it got to the end of season four, and the next one started, which I think was like the there was like a big spaceship or something, and then I stopped watching. But there, as you Go, mentioned... <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Galactic Patrol. Is that what it was? I have no idea. I'm just making up stuff. It, well, it could be because there's like Dino Parade and... <laughs> fuck me, I don't know. Dino Pride Parade. It could be. There's so many of them, and there's the show's still going. And one of the ones that happened a couple years ago, the, the characters could like change their costumes and be any Power Rangers from the Legends universe. And they had like oh, a big... Multiverse theory yeah, over there. it was. And then like... Because I watched it, so doing the the research for the show, I, I watched quite a bit more than what was required because I wanted to get a like a feel for everything. And I watched one of those later ones, and they have guest appearances from some of the other shows. Um, They're like, "We own you. You need to come back." Yes, or or I think more accurately, you have nothing, and you need a paycheck. <laughs> you haven't to you us. haven't worked since 1995, so yeah, you want to make. 20 bucks? Well, like, the Green Ranger was in it, but everybody loves the Green Ranger. So, yeah. you know, I would watch anything with, with... Tommy Hilfiger over there. I would watch anything with Jason, so... Well, before we get any further, let's uh, let's crack open our beers. We went for the, um... I don't know. We were thinking for, like, the sort of lowbrow show that we watched. We could get, like, a lowerbrow beer. Maybe. Yeah, but it's a good... It's still a good beer, because, yeah. like, we don't drink, like, Big three, so... Yeah, so we got Red Stripe. Hooray beer! Which I know is uh, owned by a larger uh, brewing company, but, you know, they still are allowed to operate independently. So, yay, Red Stripe! Uh, and I just like the bottles. I think I think we we got it because uh, we saw Mickey's, and then uh, 
Yeah, Mickey, and, we had the Mickey's hand grenade cans. I want or the bottles. I wanted to. I and wanted we to were get joking about picking that up, and I said, "I can't do it. I need to live." So there's uh, nothing wrong with Mickey's. I got drunk many a times off of Mickey's. Both the forty. That's one of the few actual forties you can get. Most of the time, they're thirty-two ounces. King Bullshit. Cobra. King Cobra. Or uh, that was my forty. Mad Dog fifty-fifty. Oh, Steel Reserve. Never, Sean's favorite. Never. I would never drink Steel Reserve. That's garbage it's so bad it's so bad well well besides shitty beer um oh red stripes a pretty good one though but besides shitty beer um what tell me a little bit about what so power rangers power rangers was uh was a project of saban entertainment uh saban entertainment was founded by Hayam saban he is a businessman a musician a producer he's he's sort of like a uh He's a poly. He's a polymath of the business world. He's in the like I think a top one hundred richest people on the planet. Yeah, if I for, remember right, he's very wealthy. Yeah, he um, he knows and politically involved too. He's got his hands in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, so the show was essentially um, they used stock footage of another show from Japan called uh, Super Sentai and a couple other ones too. It, it the, the the Sentai. Uh, the Sentai show in Japan is a long-running series, just like Power Rangers. It started in 75. 75, and it's still being made today. So it's like 40 years worth of... Sh- 40, 40 plus years. 40 worth. plus worth of, uh, of a show that they can that they can draw from, from. So you had a show that was that was half American-produced and half just dubbed over from the Japanese show. And the American-produced one was sort of the... I, wanted, I want to call it the live-action parts... But that's not the right way to put it. It's this show's kind of schizophrenic. You could you could say half of it is the unmasked part, and the other half is the masked part. So you have yeah. the unmasked part where you have the actors who are not wearing the costumes and they're going about their everyday life, and then you have the masked part where they're at, they're the Power Rangers and they're fighting a monster. Yeah. So the American actors are participating in the unmasked part, and then when you get to the reused footage from Super Sentai. You have the American actors that dub over it, but all the characters, for the most part, are just the... It's just the footage from the Japanese show. It's like we're just using it for your body. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, for the American actors, they're just using them for their voice. Yeah, so it's like a little bit of both. Yeah, so... Funny story, the Saban Studios is actually in... Um, it's in, uh, I think, Santa Clarita, or Valencia. It's out there by Magic Mountain. Oh! Oh, so like... Um... Like the two ten? No, no, no. Like the five. Oh, the, the five. Oh, right, oh, before, right. Yeah, the yeah. five right before yeah. the grapevine. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So my dad, his, I think we talked about this on another episode. Maybe it was like our first episode. But my dad uh, has worked out there forever. Uh, that's where his office is. Uh, you know, he lives in. He lives like almost a hundred miles away from it. It's ridiculous. But his office is out there, and I remember him telling me one day that he was driving to work, and his work office was around saban studio so he was driving in like the the corporate park around there and he saw a bunch of smoke like a like a fog machine and then guys in rubber suits flying over like a little a little uh hill you know like a grassy hill he's like what the hell is going and they were like filming power rangers <laughs> but he had no idea what it he was he had no idea because i think he was looking for something like he was driving through like a corporate park looking for something i think we had talked about this but i don't know if we had talked about it on the podcast or not because i think i was telling you that I, my parents had found out that like the local Sam's Club was going to have the Power Rangers 
there, and they took us there, and there was like a line for hours to get into the Sam's Club to meet the Power Rangers. Like, and the, like a- the actual actors? Or no. were they like Power Rangers? They were just guys in suits. It was it's like meeting dudes. Mickey and Minnie. It's like meeting Mickey and Minnie. And they weren't very good quality. And so we waited in line forever. And basically what it was was a ploy to get people to go and buy toilet paper in bulk. And so we show up. and You I'm don't like, need Power Rangers to get people to buy bulk toilet paper. No, for real, right? People got the shit. They made yeah. a book about that. Everybody poops. That's true. They do. Hopefully. Uh... If not, they got problems. So we we ended up at this at this Sam's Club, which is like the Walmart version of Costco. If you don't it, know, what it, Sam's literally, yeah, is. it literally is. Yeah, it literally is. And 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 I remember walking up and trying to meet the Green Ranger and realizing, um, like through his thick, heavy accent, that he was not the Green Ranger. I think it was like a Russian accent or something, but it was like definitely not. <laughs> like it was definitely not Tommy. Dos vidonia kido. Yeah, it was it was definitely not Jason Franks, and, <laughs> and I and I got really upset, and I was like, I'm gonna go sit in the car, and I went and I pounded. Uh, <laughs> That's not the real Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, take me to McDonald's. <laughs> Mad. So you mentioned something about Saban Entertainment. What other stuff have they done? So Saban's actually done a bunch of stuff, um, stuff that probably a lot of people are familiar with, at least people that are our age. So it started with the Kid and Play animated show. Um, I don't know if anyone's really familiar with that. I, I recall it. Uh, I don't think I actively watched it. Um, the animated Little Shop of Horrors, right? Uh, I don't. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, but um, the X Men cartoon. Well, the everybody knows yeah, the, the one that we're all familiar with. Yeah, uh, Iron Man cartoon. Fantastic. Oh, I remember the Iron Man cartoon. That show's great. Yeah, I remember the the they did fan, Fantastic Four, and I remember that one. Yeah, um, Spider Man. I probably I'm probably most familiar with that one besides the uh, X Men one. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Incredible Hulk, Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer, I remember that one was very dramatic because it was always Norrin Rad and Shalabal, and it was, it was all, all super, upset. Oh, super it dramatic. It was like super, yeah. Yeah, um, Avengers, Spider-Man Unlimited, Eek the Cat and the Terrible oh, Thunder Lizards. Oh, Eek the Cat and the Terrible Thunder Lizards. I love that show. I, it wasn't... I it's know. very weird. Yeah. I don't does, know how much of it... talk like this? He kind of does, and I don't know how much of it you remember, but it is a fucking weird show, man. Oh, Mysterious Cities of Gold? I remember that show. Cities of Gold. Yeah. We've talked about that a couple of times. I think over this next year, maybe we should maybe do that. Yeah, no. We've got we've got everything planned out for most of the year, but we could probably throw it in for for later. Yeah. Or or interrupt our schedule if you guys want it. Um they did a couple of uh dubs. They did uh, Samurai Pizza Cats, Little Bits, Maya the Bee, which I remember very I, much. I remember the song for Maya the Bee. But Dragon Ball Z, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna show my non weeabooness. Is it Escaflone or Escaflone? Escaflone. Oh, see, that's I, it's not really. A... No, it was on Fox. So, oh, I well, never watched it. it. It was a Japanese an it's it's a Japanese anime that came out in like um, the 90s, and then they brought it to the United States. And they aired the entire show of Escaflone, or I think at least the first season of it, um, on Fox, dubbed over. And I was stoked, and it was really cool. And then they canceled it, and I don't think I got to find out what happened. I actually didn't get to watch Escaflone until the early 2000s. when the lone, it was The lonely years of college? Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, I, I this was back in the day when you could order bootleg uh, DVD box sets from, from Hong Am- Kong? From Amazon, from Hong Kong, and oh. they were really good quality. It cost yeah. you like 40 bucks for you a get, whole box set. Yeah, I, I did that for I did that for Full Metal Alchemist, for Berserk. Oh yeah, for, I still have my Berserk and my Escaflone. I have G- it. For GTO, Great Teacher on Azuka. Which is my favorite 
of all time. Uh, and Golden Boy and you know, a bunch oh, of these Golden other Boy, ones. I remember that. No, yeah. No, I... Do, do you remember some of the other shows that were like Power Rangers? Like, the one I always remember is uh, Mystic Knights of Tierna Nog. Oh, my God. That show is offensive to my Irish heritage. <laughs> I was telling I was telling uh, Chris because well, Big Bad Beetleborgs was another one, and that show is on Netflix. You can watch it. I watched uh, an episode of it a couple weeks ago. It is insane. He, it's like they took so, like this the whole all of these shows like the, these like kaiju monster movies all had the, these dudes in like motorcycle jackets like fighting bad guys, and and that one. It was like a team of three. They were like kind of beetle esque. Yeah, they had beetle like battle suits. But the American one, like the American like English part of it, it was these guys. There were three kids who lived in like a haunted house filled with like a mummy. That's and a, right, and a, a Frankenstein, Frankenstein. And a Dracula. Yeah, and the and I and the what, main the main guy was like a ghost. That was like their leader. The main guy it was a, is a Jay Leno ripoff. Yeah, it's a Jay Leno ghost with a the giant chin. chin. And big, it big is nose. so. I'm telling you, you no, know. Hey guys, you want to go fight some beetles? Uh, be the beetleborgs. That is that is actually very accurate. Uh, it, it's absolutely worth watching. Um, God, those shows are. They also did VR Troopers, which I remember because there was a talking fucking dog in that one. Yes, and I remember the We Are VR like we, from the beginning. Yeah, We Are VR oh, Troopers God. Supreme Virtual Reality. reality. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, why do we remember that shit? <laughs> Uh, because we're adult children, that's why. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, so um, the Saban Studios is Hiam uh, Saban and Shuki Levy. Uh, they were they were uh, business partners, business right? partners. They were musicians together. Yeah, they met like I want to say like way before this show, right? I think so. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hiam Saban is like seventy years old. So now, I mean, be. at the time, I mean, this show was twenty years ago. So he was in his he was in his no, mid fifties. More than twenty years ago. Oh God, it's like thirty years ago. So was he, it? No, 20, 20 It came it's out like twenty five. So yeah. So he was ago. like probably fifty or forty, late forties, because he's I think seventy two or seventy three now. Okay. Wow. So, yeah. Right. That makes Jesus. You feel old. That's old. <laughs> so um, so uh, who was in this dumpster fire? Oh, the dumpster fire. It wasn't a dumpster fire. Oh, by fire. the way. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Speaking well, of dumpster fires. No, 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 uh, no. So, okay. So, this is basically a show about about five kids who get superpowers and they fight giant kaiju monsters. Right? I think that's a good overview. But the first Power Ranger we got to... <laughs> we first got to mention the red Power Ranger um, in the show. Uh, who's In the show, his name is Jason. But the actor's name is... And I, I'm, I'm going to do air quotes, which none of you can see. Austin St. John, because it's not his real name. Um, it, it's a name that his uh, agents gave him because they thought it would be more marketable. But he wields a, a, a power sword and holds the Tyrannosaurus Dinozord coin that lets him use the, the Tyrannosaurus Zoid. Tyrannosaurus! And he's kind of the de facto leader. So Austin St. John is kind of... He was born in 75, so he's 41 now. And he practiced martial arts uh, from like the age of five. And he holds a couple of black belts. In, like, Taekwondo, Judo, and Kempo. And so he, like... And if you watch the show, you know you would, like, recognize, yeah. like, okay, this guy actually has, like, martial arts talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and, I, and I found this interview from him from 2014 where he said that, he, quote, I left the show in my early 20s, and after that I traveled and did a lot of uh, martial arts learning and instructing all around the world. I finished up my bachelor's degree in sports science... And then I went into emergency medicine and ended up working 12 years on the street as a paramedic. 
And then I went to the Middle East and spent the last four years as a medic with tactical operations attached to military operations, taking care of our soldiers. So wait uh, he spent time in Kuwait, Afghanistan, and Iraq. So wait a minute. Uh, did did in, he work for Blackwater? Like, because it doesn't sound like he was in the military. It sounds like he was in some kind of paramilitary attaché group. Well, he'd probably make more money. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, those guys make tons of money. Uh, it 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 didn't say in the article that I found, uh, and I looked online because I tried to find out and I couldn't find anything. So I would assume that. That is probably what it was. <laughs> yeah, he worked, he worked some for sort some... of like paramilitary group or yeah. something. But um, paramilitary contract. You know, he's real friends with the Black Ranger, like in real life. They're close buddies. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, they 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 started the show when they were relatively young. Like he, he was, was eighteen. He was eighteen, right? and I think I think the the Black Ranger was like nineteen or twenty, and the Blue Ranger was the oldest at the time. So he was probably like 23, 24 I think something he was like twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So we got the Yellow Ranger, um, who's named Trini in the show. Um, her name's uh, Thuy Trang, and she wields size like Raphael. They're called but they, daggers, but they call them Dino daggers or something in one of the episodes, power or power daggers in yeah. the other ones. And she holds a saber tooth tiger dinosaur coin, and that's the one that she, it's a yellow, it's like a yellow uh, saber tooth tiger. And I, I have to say, I mean, I'm not trying to sound racist here. No, no, this is a actually no, hold good on. point. Hold on, no, 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 it, it's not what you're thinking. But okay. I'll bring up that point that you're thinking of. Number one. So she is Asian, and there was a lot of controversy about this because she's Asian, she's Vietnamese, and and she's the yellow and ranger. she's the yellow ranger, and then and the then, black ranger is a black dude. Yeah, which yeah. In in the first place, though, I think the 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 guy who played the black ranger had auditioned for the role of the red ranger. And I think they, all the guys who were in the show auditioned for Blue Ranger or uh, the Red Ranger. Yeah, and so they got switched around. But no, what what I was gonna say is, and I don't mean to sound racist or imply it, but. They but when you say "but," it's going to sound that way. Yeah, anyways. yeah. Um, no, every every racist statement ever has started with "I don't I'm mean not to racist, sound racist," but yeah. I don't yeah. mean to sound racist, but no. So they couldn't have given because she has an accent. She, had, I mean, she. It's very obvious that her first language was probably Vietnamese, and she or English was a second language. Yeah. So they couldn't have given her a harder thing to say every time when she does her power up because she goes saber tooth tiger yeah, dinosaur. Yeah, because she goes. Everyone else says the name of their, you know, they say Tyrannosaurus, Mastodon, and every time when she says this, it's Saber Tooth Tiger! And it's like, oh, come on. Couldn't you have just done something? Give her a different one. I, Anything! But you know what, though? I think it's the yellow thing. That's why. The yellow because thing. the Black Ranger's black, too. And, and, and the production crew denies it, but there's like a lot of rumors that it's like a thing. So, um, she, as Sean mentioned, she is originally from Vietnam. Uh, her dad was a war hero in Vietnam. Good for uh, him. And then they ended up moving here. She went to UCI to study engineering and then dropped out and became an actress. She also knows Kung Fu, and you can see that like in the moves that she does. And yeah, stuff. she has very um, like fluid Kung Fu moves. A lot of people, maybe some of you know this, some don't, uh, but she died back in 2001 in a car accident on the 5 freeway up uh, near San Francisco. Like, dealing with a wedding, actually. A friend of hers was getting married, who ended up uh, in a wheelchair also uh, as a result, and... Her, this friend ended up uh, being a, an actress too, and her husband was uh, the Asian guy on Twenty One Jump Street. Um, so it's like a lot of like weird sad. connections, but yeah, sad. it's very sad. But um, but uh, at least she got written off the show before she died. That's true. So it wasn't like a they didn't have well, to... like they wrote her off the show in like ninety five or ninety six. So yeah. there was like several years of freedom away from Power Rangers. You know, um, the Black Ranger is named Zach in the show, but uh, his real name is Walter Jones. And uh, he wields this this uh, big axe, and he has Power the, axe. the mastodon uh, dinosaur. 
in the show, he's terrified of snakes and spiders and insects. We don't see that until some of the later ones, which I did watch, and it's kind of funny. But he created his own bogus fighting style called Hip Hop Keto, and it's basically a capoeira ripoff. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny, because he like he tries to show Alpha the uh, the, the the robot sidekick with the saucer on his head, he tries yeah. to show him some of his moves, and it's pretty, it's pretty terrifying. Because well, in the show, he's described as a dancer. Quote dancer, yeah, and in and real he, life he is. Yeah, too. he busts he busts out like some some pretty good dance moves. Yeah, no, he's legit. Yeah, yeah. So like you you've got you've got uh, Jason who is the martial artist, and then you've got Zach who is the the dancer, and yeah. Trini who is uh, she's like, kind of like the environmentalist actually yeah. in the show. Uh, her character is like kind of into the environment, um, and she's like the intellectual uh, one of the intellectuals of the team. And she oft, often like has to translate Billy's like techno. Oh, I got so, I got to talk about. Let's let's skip to Billy. Let's talk about Billy. Oh, you want to talk about Billy yeah. now? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So because 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 from, we saw the Pink Ranger too. I know. Well, we'll talk about her afterwards. Okay. So the so, Blue Ranger's name's Billy or William Cranston, and Cranston is because uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston because uh, he worked for he did voice work for Saban Studios before he really made it big. Yes, and then he ended up also voicing some of the the kaiju or the monsters. I think two on the of show. them, yeah, yeah, and he's and so it's like an homage to him. Yeah, and he is now playing Zordon. He's in the, the new, new Zordon movie. in the movie. It's coming up in like what two weeks from now. So yeah, so the um, thing the thing that kills me about kills me about Billy is he's supposed to be this super smart nerd, but he talks like every stupid super smart nerd. Like it's uh, to me, it's just really bad writing. It, so, it reminds me of the um, Back to the Future cartoon show that we did. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. He he talks like Vern or Jules. He talks like Jules. Jules was the smart one. Instead of saying yes, he'll say affirmative, and then he'll he'll explain something in like super complicated techno babble, and then that's where Trini comes in and goes, I think what he's trying to say, I mean it's like in Star Trek the next generation when Data says or Data or any any Star Trek when Data or Spock says something like super complicated and then someone else rehashes it in really easy to understand English. Like, yeah, it's like that, like that's, smart needs a translation. Yeah, it's like Trini's the translator for for Billy's not incomprehensible techno babble. Yeah, no, that's actually pretty... I'd say that that's accurate. Yeah, um, that's really what I wanted to talk about. It, it, it annoys me because it never goes away. Uh, no, it never goes away. Well, the actor's name is David Yoss. He was the oldest one that, that we mentioned. But he's a gymnast. He won state championships in Iowa and Montana. He has a BA in communications. Um, he holds, I, I think, the second longest record for Power Rangers episodes. He's in more than 200 of them. He was the only cast member to appear in every single episode of the original series. The and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yes. the one that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And his character never changed his colors or passed on his power coin to a successful uh, assessor or anything else like that. He's a director and a producer nowadays, I think. But So we skipped the Pink Ranger. Yeah, let's go back to, let's so, go back to my babe. <laughs> so the Pink Ranger, I think, was like everybody's crush. I, I mean, I was girl crazy. I never had a point when I thought girls were yucky. So I, I like both of them. But now going back and watching this, Pink Ranger is legit like she's legit man yeah i was um, i was telling chris the actress's name is amy joe johnson and and the, her character's name is kimberly and she wields a bow and she flies in a pterodactyl dinosaur she's like a typical valley girl in the beginning but like she gets nicer later but she's like kind of sarcastic and she had these these one-liners that are just always flat they're not they're not yeah. funny uh, and then there's an episode where they 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 show that she can speak sign language and then they never touch on that again yeah uh, but she does gymnastics apparently she was like a gymnastics like whatever outside of the show before to, she did this i seem to remember that she was in a gymnastics movie where she played 
she played. I think like, she was. It was yeah. like Carrie Strug or she. she yeah, played, it was like one of those TV movies or something in the nineties before she was completely irrelevant. Yeah, um, because she was a gymnast. But I was. Yeah. I was telling. Uh, I was telling Chris when we went to when we went to lunch earlier today that I, I I'm pretty sure I'm right about this, but. Amy Jo Johnson has to be my the the first like crush like celebrity crush that I can remember like oh I was in love with her like oh like, when you were like in fifth or sixth oh or my sixth god grade, yeah. yeah I was just like oh my god <laughs> she's Amy the jo cutest jo- Amy Jo Johnson I just I want to live inside your house did like, you ever see uh, the the WB series Felicity yes the the JJ Abrams show. God, that was J.J. Abrams. Yeah, it was. It was J.J. Abrams. It was from 98 to 2002. But she was like a main main character on that. That was the other thing I remember her from. Well, I didn't um, watch that show with much regularity, but... Uh, I did because, I don't know, I was... I didn't have a lot of Who's friends. Whose pants uh, were you trying to get into with that one? Uh, apparently my own. Because <laughs> that Damn, was pretty... You require a lot of work, man. Apparently, I do. Uh, I don't even have to buy myself a drink to get into my pants. Well, there's one last ranger we gotta mention, even though he's not in any of the episodes that we're covering today, and that is the Green Ranger, who is Tommy, who's played by uh, Jason David Frank. And we gotta mention it because the Green Ranger is everybody's favorite ranger. No question. I, I have not met somebody who's like, you know, Billy was my favorite. No, that never happens. Like, Billy's fine. Like, none of them I mean, are terrible. But, I like, mean, I like looking at the Pink Ranger. Well, yeah, but the Green Ranger <laughs> is cool. Yeah. I mean, the Green Ranger is awesome. He's got, a, he, he's got a dragon sword. He's got a dagger that's a flute. And when he plays a flute, it's like... Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Like, and I don't even need to watch those ep- that episode to remember what the tone is. I know yeah. exactly what it is. Forever. For life. Tell me more about how you love the Green Ranger. Dude, the Green Ranger's a badass. And and also, uh, Jason David Frank does, like, MMA. He's, like, he invented his own martial arts style called uh, Toso Kundo. And he's, like, he's like a legit, like, badass dude. Um, he's inducted into the World Karate Union Hall of Fame in 2003. And he holds a Guinness World Record for most pine boards broken in a free fall. So he's, like... And uh, he's in some of the... Le- he, he does, like, some guest appearances in... Uh, some like later seasons, and he has like full sleeves, like covered in tattoos. Yeah, and so his character um, always they, wears long, long yeah, shirts. Yeah, he, like they, I'm a businessman. So his shirt is like rolled up right at the the cuff of where uh, his tattoos stop. So that I mean, there's those are our, those are Power Rangers, and we've got Zordon, who's like this ethereal head that floats in a in a tube and talks like this. Power Rangers, and he's like their sage. And then you got Alpha Five, who's like this weird robot, super who, annoying. Ay, 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 ay. I just, oh, Power Rangers! Ay, ay, ay. I hate him so much, but uh, Bill Hader's going to play him in the new movie, so that'll be interesting. Uh, uh, the yeah. voice kind of fits, though. Yeah, uh, we got a uh, Bulk and Skull, who are uh, really the, weird characters. To they're have like in the a show. weird. Uh, they're like school bullies, sort of. They look um, like they're thirty-five. Well, Bulk does sometimes, but. Bulk and Skull are portrayed by Paul Schreer and uh, Jason Narvi. And the only reason why I want to mention that is uh, Narvi currently holds a PhD in theater studies at uh, UC Santa Barbara. And he's an assistant professor in the theater department at Concordia in Chicago. How do you get a PhD in theater? Oh, you can. Uh, how do you get a PhD in anything? Um, I just... But they're, they're, they're like these... It's weird. They're like these um, comic relief that aren't funny... And and they're it's always slapsticky and terrible. And at some point they end up police officers. Um, I remember that episode because the they 
the cop like holds them down they shave their heads and it's like this big dramatic moment but they're like also trying to figure out who the power rangers are throughout most of the show yeah and then you got rita and goldar so rita's like this evil witch. rita's the bad the bad she's guy. The, the big main, bad the guy big bad. and then you got goldar and then the, the rest of them are all unimportant uh yeah. oh no except for the putties the putties are <laughs> the yeah the putties are the throwaway villain uh that they always like they're the henchmen yeah the henchmen um that come in mass and they're useless yeah um and that's it yeah, so I mean, that, that's really it. So the show, the show to talk about the way that the show goes is it's very formulaic. Every every episode is largely the same. Um, at least the ones that we watched. No, I've watched a bunch more, and the formula it holds. So the formula for every except for the Green Ranger uh, five episode story arc, and then uh, when he loses his powers and he's got the candle. Other than that, like most of the story is the same. So the the the, the way that the story normally goes in uh, in the Power Rangers show is you start off with like live action, you know, unmasked stuff with the with the teens, and they live in a place called Angel Grove, and it's a sort of generic California type town, um, and it is it is very very early nineties. It is very much like Saved by the Bell. It couldn't be more early '90s if it tried. Oh, it, it's it really so couldn't. bad. I mean, it, it it came out in '93, so they like the 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 majority of that sort of live action. They're supposed to be in high school, and the majority of that unmasked part takes place in the Angel Grove Youth Center. It's a gym and a juice bar. It's it's the weirdest setup ever though because they've got they've got a dance section and they got a section a mats out for martial arts and they have a like a workout they have like machines. a high beam for for gymnastics mm-hmm. and then they got workout machines it's like, a, it's like a really it's like a really well funded YMCA like really well funded because there's a a juice bar with arcade machines like with Galaga and and the guy that runs it this is the funniest part oh, so Ernie? it's, like, so it's yeah. a it's a it's a, a juice bar and like athletic place yeah. the guy who runs it is the biggest fat ass in the entire show and he runs a health juice place with a, that's is, a gym he is massively obese i don't know if that was on purpose or not but like you you get to the point where you start feeling bad for him because you're like you're not going to last you're not going to live very long yeah you're, and he didn't he died at 47 of a heart attack i was going to say he's one flight of stairs away from a heart attack i mean he's supposed to be a nice guy like in real life but he died young 47 is young for a heart attack yeah i i, I was reading as as i was doing he's some from research. like corona or something well no i was reading that that originally his character was supposed to be a disguised zordon that he was using to keep like sort of keep tabs that on was the, the original Ranger. concept yeah that's what his character was supposed to be but then they scrapped that since his interaction with them was like that's where they hung it out was so the minimal so yeah so he was he was supposed to be zordon's like corporeal form that would keep tabs on the power rangers because he gave them all those rules in the first episode about how to use their power and when not to use the power and blah 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 it's yeah it's so i mean the the thing is this first episode's like an intro to the power rangers and like kind of an origin story sort of but and it, not really it, they like they jam through it at they like a hundred miles an hour this could have been a two-parter but, I mean, but it really they could've. literally they literally dealt with the, the episodes are like 20 minutes long 22 22 i watched an episode that was like 19 it varies from episode to episode but yeah. it's like yeah 20 to 22 minutes and 
they literally jumped through the origin of the Power Rangers in the first, like, seven minutes of the first episode. Yeah. It I was mean, super fast. Right off the bat, it's, like, uh, some, some like, weird space outfits on on a, what looks like a Mars, like, kind of desert But it's supposed planet. to be the moon? But it's supposed to be the moon. It's but really, the, it's but a really the, well-lit moon. Yeah, well-lit moon with the blue sky, and there's, like, this weird... A capsule thing covered in jewels, and they go, "Oh, it's a tra-, like they think it's a trash can," and, and they, they just open it. And this is very much the Japanese footage because the two guys that are in they're they're in space space suits quotes, but it really looks like you know the they the, look like hazmat. Suits. They, I was gonna like, say they're like the hazmat foil. They're like the hazmat suits from uh, Outbreak. Yeah, they, they except do. except they're silver instead of being yellow. Yeah, and, and it's like it's just two guys. There's no ship around, no equipment. It's just like two guys in a suit, and they open this thing up. Yeah, they're like, yeah, this thing looks like a trash can. And then Rita pops out with all of her henchmen, and she's like, ah, after ten thousand years, I'm free. Time to conquer Earth. Yeah, and then and then that's how the yeah, episode the, the starts. Flim, no, it's the flimsiest premise. So she gets let out of the damn thing, and she goes, now I have to conquer the first planet. I the nearest planet it just happened they look up and they see and earth. it's earth right there and, like and that, five feet away that is the that is the premise like the premise of the entire like so, first season so and she's something something weird about earth. that is she uh, they they let her out and now she's like on this planet and then throughout the show like they always show her in like this big castle that she has with like a telescope that she looks through and all of this stuff but it's like where the fuck did the castle come she's from she's magic well then, why doesn't she just go down? She does, she could fight the Power Rangers herself. Oh, don't get me started on how bad of a villain she is. She's the worst villain. But, well, like I said, how the show is formulaic. So in the first episode, uh, you have Rita get Rita gets out, and she sends uh, the Putties and Goldar down to like conquer Earth. Goldar is her main henchman. Yeah, he's the like dog looking one that's got the gold suit. Yeah. and the, and the he's wings. cool looking though. Yeah, I mean, so he so she sends him down to to essentially conquer Earth. And there's like an earthquake, and then Zordon does the uh, Alpha. I need you to get me. Like, what does he say? Five teenagers with attitude. No, he says something stupid. He says like, I need you to get four adolescents with high, with with high uh, hormonal something, something. hormonal output or blah blah blah. And he's like, Oh no, not teenagers. And you're like, Yes, get them, Alpha. Oh God, I don't remember that yeah, at all. No, it's bad. Well, because I watched him this morning. Okay. And so then, then they're like all running out, and they get zapped in completely at fucking random. Like, you are now the Power Rangers. I bestow upon you the Their power base of blah, is blah, cheesy, blah. like AF, bro. Oh like, yeah, it's, it's, it's essentially it's super bad. It, it's essentially just a a very small set that is covered with black curtains with like holes poked in it with light on the outside yeah. so it looks like stars and then just like a cheap console and made a, out of cardboard yeah. or something and they get they get their quote power morphins which is weird because that's what they call it in the first episode power um, morphers yeah they're like power morphers but then but then afterwards they call them other stuff like the the names for things change a lot in this show and they never, it's very weird they never explain too and i just assume this from watching it they never explained how they learn how to do all the shit like by using the by using the morphers and turning into the Power Rangers, they're granted these powers, but and somehow magical martial arts abilities because well, some of them don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and because Billy doesn't know martial arts, but when he morphs, he, he's able to do martial yeah. arts. But that's not even it, though. Is it transfers onto them the power of or the knowledge of how to use the equipment, of how to call the Dragon Zords, how to use them, how to use them. Yeah, it's it like gives, they have it gives all them this all this knowledge that through they can osmosis. Have. Maybe it's like a see, 
like I, I was just thinking right now, what if it was like a like a Matrix thing where they 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 get their suits on and this giant spike gets jammed in the back of their brain, and, and they're fed all this information. It's like I know kung fu, and Show and now me. all of a sudden, yeah, and now all of a sudden they can fight uh, uh, Rita and all of her henchmen or something. But it's funny you mentioned that about uh, Billy in his martial arts ability because that's how this that's kind of how this episode starts. It's like they're trying to do martial arts and Bulk and Skull like show up in dogies with like jean jackets and spike yeah. belts over the top. <laughs> so stupid. And Sean and I have both done martial arts before. Like we have a history of that, and and it's it is so laughably funny. To see that, and then to have the instructor be like, no, it's cool, go ahead, you can wear them. No, uh, uh, what was killing me was having the instructor essentially wearing workout pants and a and a red tank top. But then everybody else was wearing a dogie. Yeah, and I'm yeah. <laughs> like, all I could think of is like, bow to your sensei, bow to your sensei. I want you to try and hit me as hard as you can. This is how I get to come home to Starla every night. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because that's, and he's trying to be, I don't know what language he was speaking, but he wasn't. Like it wasn't Japanese because he studied. Well, that's the thing. He's, he's it is is well, he's, he's part Native American, so but, maybe they were. It was Native American. I don't know, but he was no. He was studying Kemp. Like the the guy actually studied Kempo and Taekwondo and uh, and karate and karate. So you've got Japanese, Japanese, and Korean. Korean. Yeah, and he must have been speaking Korean because I've taken karate and. I've I know all the things that you say in karate that are instructions to Japanese that are instructions and I could I did not recognize any of the shit that he was saying. Yeah, I didn't know what those words were either. I actually I just wrote down question marks and confusion because I don't know what the hell that was. Um, but they it, it was funny though because when they get the when the Power Rangers do get their powers, they tell Zordon basically Helma and then they leave. No, I and Zordon, this. my favorite part though is that so they get given these like special powers, and all Zordon can at the as they leave, all Zordon can say is, "quote Very well then, let the power protect you." Like I just gave you these like priceless uh, devices that give people ultimate power, and you denied the ultimate power, but you're gonna leave, and I'll let you take that shit with you. Yeah, I thought that was very weird. Alpha, make sure you lock the doors. It's well. That's what I would do because, well, whatever. Alpha, but, they've seen too much. Erase and, their minds. So they have this this putty fight, and all of the, and most of these fights all happen like basically uh, like in the Santa Clarita Valley area. Yeah, because right? that's where Saban Studios is. Yeah, and it's like uh, I'm pretty sure that it's the same exact landscape where uh, the original Star Trek showed uh, the <laughs> lizard fighting uh, Captain Kirk. Yeah, because that's all. I mean, that's exactly what. It, yeah, it's exactly what it looks like. Probably, um, it's just it's very craggy and hilly, and not a lot of trees. And, and the, the action is kind of weird and choppy. And then they transform, and the desert is gone, and now they're magically in a Japanese metropolis. And then they school the putties, and Rita throws her staff down to quote make her monster grow. And uh, now we get kaiju battle, which is like the, the best, best part, part of the show. The best part of the show. If they could just skip all the bullshit story. That's why I kind of want to watch Zuri Ranger because I feel which I didn't watch, but I feel like like if I get more of the the kaiju battle shit, then I'd be I'd be on board. Yeah. So here's the thing. I don't know about you, but I loved the Godzilla movies. I, I did too. I had no, lot, I did too. I had a lot of Godzilla movies. On like DVD when I was younger and on VHS. Well, I, I mean, I used to rent them from the plane. Yeah. yeah, and and it's just there's something I love practical effects. I absolutely love practical effects because they feel real, feels visceral. Yeah, even even if it looks cheesy, it's still like it's to me it has more character and more like heart 
than than doing like a CGI or something. Yeah. And all of the battles were all C- were all uh, practical effects. It's guys in yeah. rubber suits. And, and, and they're like, way too short, yeah, though. Sparklers attached to their chest, and they would fight, and then there would be a big spark, and you're just like, oh, yes, this is... Why, why can't the whole... It would be like five minutes of the episode. The, the whole... I mean, it's... And it's too short, but, you know, it's it's weird because they... So they go to fight Goldar, and then they call for the sword, and like you mentioned, it's like, how do they know to call for the sword? How do they know how to make their thing morph? How do they know how to use any... But they... Whatever. Yeah, so how do they know how to drive their... Drive their dinosaurs and then turn their dinosaurs into the tank and then turn the tank into the megazord and then once they're the megazord, how do they know how to and call f- the the sword out and of fight the sky with it. and fight out? And you know what? I was thinking about this and all those like in all of those 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 type of uh, combination robot shows and animes and whatever is there's really no point in having all five of them in there. Because who's con- it'd be ridiculous if everybody was controlling their own part. Because then the thing would just be spazzing out like it was having a seizure. You know what that reminds me of is that uh, that surgeon video game on on oh, on PC S- surgeon simulator. Yeah, the you, surgeon can, you control every <laughs> finger. Yeah, it's essentially like like what are they all doing there? I'm assuming that they're that they're doing roles like a starship. You know, like one guy's at navigation, one guy's at like. He's at like the con, and then there's another guy who's like monitoring systems. Well, so you're thinking you Star Trek. Well, that, so, like, yeah, I mean, you have, because that would be a more efficient system. Yeah, because what do you have? You have five people at the controls, and you know what always killed me is when they felt when they did the Dinozord or when they did the Megazord. So I noticed this after watching it. Whenever they formed the tank, all five of them were in there, but the tank only consists of four of the Dinozords. Yep. And then whenever they turned into the Megazord, like the actual man-robot guy... The pterodactyl the would, fly, would the fly would fly into him, and then they would form the head. But the Pink Ranger was already in the tank. It, you're, this is this is questions that we don't have answers for, Sean. It, it just it drove me crazy. I'm like, she's she's already in there. Well, What's, is the... Is the is yeah, the, uh, I don't know. The pterodactyl just flying around on autopilot? Maybe. It's not, I mean, it's not like she knows how to fucking fly it in the first place. That's because she's a woman. No, that's because she's a Power <laughs> Ranger. They don't know how to do shit. Yeah. So, so the episode ends basically with them pulling out the sword and then Goldar pieces out. Yeah, he's he like, does. He does that a lot. Whenever he's faced with like potentially getting obliterated by the sword, he's like, bitches, I'll catch you later. Yeah, because the sword like obliterates everything. Yeah, and it's, a, it's just like in Voltron. It's a one hit kill. They, they form the sword. Thump, one strike, and then they're like, Aah! and then they explode. Yeah, it's always like a fall forward, uh, and then you get an explosion, and then they pose in front of the explosion, and then... Yeah. Yeah, and then... So, I mean, the, the episode ends with uh, Kimberly making a not joke. Yeah, oh. Not. Yeah, oh my god, so 90s. Oh, oh god. It's either not or psych. So do you want to oh. talk about the second episode then? Yeah, let's go. Uh, <laughs> Sean is like very downtrodden, but the, the second episode basically is just uh, Trainee is afraid of heights. That's that's the, basically the whole episode. Yeah, well, that, that, that's um, something that we should explain is that the, the unmasked parts of the episode have something to do with the fight. So, like, the, the, the second part. So there's, like, a lesson that they learn. So this one is is to overcome your fears because Trini's afraid of heights. And she has to overcome that fear later because Billy's in trouble and she has to scale, like, a, a little hill. Some rocks or something scale to some save him from some putties. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and this is a constant theme where they introduce some kind of, some kind of, of theme 
in the beginning of the episode, like teamwork or or something, and then that plays into the later part of the episode where they have to they have to call upon that lesson that they learned to like defeat the monster. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a regular formula for a lot of the shows at the time. But... It's it's so cheesy. It's like oh yeah, it is pretty cheesy. Yeah, I mean, he that's... needs his friends. We need teamwork. Like ugh. oh Jesus. Well. Rita decides that she's going to send this cheesy mini U.S. space shuttle to, cre- quote, create a time rift. Was that this? Oh, that was this episode. That was this episode, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. We were talking about this episode. Yeah, we were talking about this at lunch. It's so, it's weird because it's like she sends it down to, quote, Angel Grove and then immediately cuts to, like, Japanese city. And, oh, yeah. And, and an entire like, populace, all Japanese. They're like in straight up Tokyo in the, in the 1970s. Even, they didn't even try. No, it, like, everybody that it goes by, they're all Asian the, all the, all the like, all the signs are all in Japanese. Yeah, the workers, the uh, the God, why construction workers, construction workers, utility workers is the word oh, okay. I was looking for. All the utility workers are wearing like the orange hats that that's common in Japan. Yeah, it's just everyone is everyone is Japanese, and the thing is going through. And oh, oh, oh. And so it's just super recycled. It, I mean, it's it's funny to watch. It's, it's it's I mean, so she sends us down to create this time rift, and I don't really even know how. It didn't really further the story for me. I, like, it didn't make any sense. Like, none sort of, of, this episode of, didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It, the one thing that it did is it explained why Zordon is the way that he is. Because they said it's the same thing that they used to trap Zordon. Okay. So Zordon is trapped in some, like, time rift, which is why he's, like, some an ethereal test tube. Yeah, yeah, he's an interdimensional being or something. This is also the episode where Billy accidentally creates this, like, Dick Tracy te- uh, teleportation watch. Yeah, and then you get the thing where you get the... the it uh, whenever Zordon wants to get in touch with him, it's the yeah. And they'll play on the watch. They hit the button. He's like, uh, like he'll talk through it. It's like the Star Trek communicators. And I always yeah. thought it was same thing with the Star Trek communicators. Honestly, I always thought it was kind of weird because it's like you're essentially speaking on speakerphone. You have no privacy. Yeah, it's just so. It's like such a like a bad format for communicating. Because what if you need like sensitive intel? It reminds me of did you uh, did you ever watch Venture Brothers? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So in Venture Brothers, they have the same thing. It's like a communi- oh, yeah, yeah. it's a communicator watch. And there's an episode I want to say in like the third season where uh, they get captured, and Doctor Venture's brother uh, JJ is much smarter and a much better scientist than he is. And so they're cap they're captured somewhere, and they're like all tied up. And JJ like talks into his into his collar, and he's like, "What is that?" He's like, "Oh, it's my communication device." Why? What, like, only an idiot would put their only means of communication on their wrist. Like, you could get tied up. Exactly. <laughs> He's like... No, it's like, okay, a, it's, it's a good point. Yeah. But, like, yeah, so... The so, communication devices are, are clunky, and, and it's inefficient, so, yeah, but... So, this is like some Peter Parker-level bullshit, where some, like, teenager... That's what he's supposed to be, right? He's supposed to be a high school student. After looking at technology that he has just seen... Is able to reverse engineer it and create yeah, something else and cre- completely yeah, different with it. And create like a communications device that allows them to talk to him. But then it, you find out that it actually like links in with the uh, teleportation. He's like, oh, I must have, I must have crossed my streams well, accidentally. Yeah, I know. It tra- tapped into the teleportation. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it was weird. And he has this line. I don't remember when it, where it was, but, but he goes, that was totally morphitudinous, Trini. Oh, they uh, the, the with the morphing tech word. They got to throw the word morph into like every phrase. Yeah, uh, at least once an episode. I don't know if it was um, this episode or if it was the next one, but uh, Kimberly starts saying more phenomenal. Oh no, it's the next one. Yeah, yeah, more well, phenomenal. So they so 
they get saved. They they go to a Japanese amusement park to fight quote Bones, who's the name of the bad guy. Yeah, uh, he's like a skeleton with a top hat, and then they get transported to some weird soundstage with like a bunch of fog machines. And, and that's the that's the time temporal rift. Whatever. Thing. Yeah, that's got some weird fake trees in it, and some of Rita's henchmen go in there too. Yeah, uh, it's like Bobo. I think the the one that I think is interesting looking. Babu to, and Squat or you know, whatever. Or yeah, something. I don't know what their names are. Um, but they, they easily destroy him and, uh, and they have to fight this like new monster. Did you notice that? So like they beat bones in this yeah. interdimensional area they throw his head down. Over. And then they have to fight this like large Greek warrior from like, uh, oh, like yeah. 4,000 years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. It's with just, no explanation. Yeah, it's just like a centurion. It's yeah. He like, he shows up out of nowhere and it's like, now it's, it's like, it's morphin time, kaiju battle time. And then, yeah. And it's just, uh, Jason's Tyrannosaurus that battles the villain. Yeah. That's kind of um, cool because usually what happens is, is they call all the dinosaurs and the dinosaurs don't do anything and they just turn into the megazords. So like the, the point of the dinosaurs is there's no point to ha- no point to them. Yeah, there are like some very specific times when you'll get to see the zords like actually battle, do stuff outside of like being part of the greater whole or whatever. But but this is one of them. Um, and then then the next episode that we're going to cover today is the third episode. Um, well, thank God it goes in order. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> we can count. Huzzah! Oh God! So this episode is um, this is the the environmentalist episode, oh, uh, the yeah. first one. There's other ones like later in the series, but this is the first one. Um, and Trini's ploy to get people to sign this environmental petition is quote We can hardly stand the smell anymore. That's it. That's her ploy to get. There's like no like. Yeah, you know, it's poisoning our water. Uh, you're drinking lead. Be like, be like um, damn it, Trini, close your legs. Yeah, it's not like your mom has lymphoma. It's like my, I need I need a shower. My um, olfactory senses are being assaulted. That's that's it. That's the and it and the three guys in this, uh, Jason, Billy, and Zach. They all turn her down to help. This is the teamwork episode. Yeah, this is a cool teamwork episode, and they all turn down helping her. Because they actually have legit reasons not to help. Yeah. But I thought Zach's reason was bullshit. And but then, then it turns out it wasn't. Yeah. It's like, oh, I gotta go help. I gotta go help Alpha with well, something. And then I'm like, I'm okay, saying, that's though. like, because he he the way he says it, he's like, oh, I would love to, but I gotta go help Alpha. But they all do that. That's the thing that I was gonna say is, so they all say like, they all have oh, legit reasons for not have, being able to go with them, right? But when they tell her no, they tell her no like, uh, uh, I need really to suspiciously. wash. I need to wash my toenails or some like weird. It sounds like they're making something up on the fly, but it's an actual reason. Yeah, and like the girls like, oh, it's okay, guys, no problem, and. I it, so it was a it they they go to this um they go to this like dump or Dust, whatever yeah, it's yeah. Like an industrial dump um oh this is also bulk I remember uh, it's like a homophobic joke uh, bulk and skull get tricked into hugging um and then they freak out because they're touching each other yeah and there's like a lot of those in this yeah uh, I mean yeah it's you get it, w- almost one of these in episode actually where they're just like they get really close almost kissing and they're like Boo! yeah and they freak out. Um, Maybe it's just the latent homosexuality between the two of them, and they're trying to deny it. They're trying to pray the gay away. Well, yeah. There's more we can talk about that in the next episode, yes. actually. We, we actually have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff we're going to talk about next episode. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the, I was watching at this point, like, they go to fight. They, they go this environmental, like, waste, and they fight putties. 
And I was I was thinking about like I really love the weird noises that the putties make. It kind of reminds me of Doctor Zoidberg, actually. It reminds um, me of the Murlocs. Oh yeah, yeah, because they make the same noise all the time. I, I have a I have a, uh, a good friend of mine who has the world's greatest Murloc impersonation. Uh, actually. <laughs> You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if I can call him and have him uh, do that over the phone and I'll record it. Yeah. <laughs> and so we can play because it's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> he used to make me crack up and vent all that's the time doing it. That's essentially what the putties do. When the putties, when they when they actually make noise, which isn't all that often, but when they make noise, it's just... <laughs> yeah, there's a, I think there's like a video. Uh, we'll put it in the description. There's a video online. Uh, it's just like a 10 second clip of the putties making their weird noise. <laughs> like, just isolated. It's so bizarre sounding. Uh, but they, yeah, so they fight the putties, like, whatever. Uh, we get, we get to see Zach, his bullshit thing about, uh, showing Alpha, like, some dance moves yeah. is real. And he's showing Alpha his hip-hop keto. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Which basically Alpha then does, uh, does incorrectly and destroys the the base and kills um, all the Power Rangers. The show would have ended better that way. Uh, <laughs> Rita sends down this like menacing Minotaur, which I totally remember. This guy watching this episode is like that's one of the guys I remember. Yeah. I remembered him. I remember the pig one in episode six, and there's this uh, eye eye monster like oh, the He's eyeball covered one. in eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, and then there's uh, and I always remember this because uh, we talked about it earlier. Episode fifty six is this. Uh, Halloween special episode with the pumpkin guy with the upside down uh, wrapping pumpkin and yeah. we get this like go green ranger go it's like this green ranger like uh, theme song that they come up with yeah and I remembered it as a kid I was like yeah this is the most badass song ever and it's it's not but, yeah <laughs> but like so much of our youth but you know the minotaur shows up the, they, they fight the minotaur um, and Goldar at the same time because like they're trying to separate them. Yeah, and it's a two on. It's it's a two on like one essentially. And then they call their Zords, and uh, we get this like first long cut of the Zords emerging because before this, like, we'll, we'll they'll just show up, and this is like the long cut. Yeah. Um, which eventually they'll edit back down to the shortcut later, but this episode we get a nice long cut, and it's done really well. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's the the Zords when they come out. They each come out of a different like region, which is always funny to me because how how the hell do they get where like, they're where supposed the fuck to go? Do they come from like the 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 Tyrannosaurus comes out of a volcano somewhere the mastodon is somewhere where there's ice yeah i think the, the triceratops comes out of the desert yeah and the saber-toothed tiger does it come out of the jungle yeah and then the the pterodactyl just flies the so. pterodactyl i think comes out of a volcano too like comes out of something yeah and maybe flies. so they're all potentially thousands of miles away and they reach their destination in like a second well this is the episode where we get to see them use their specialized abilities so oh, yeah, yeah 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 so the mastodon can freeze stuff uh, the, 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 the Triceratops has like a grappling hook and a laser tail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool. The saber tooth tiger has a laser tail too. Yeah. They get some like cool, like special the things. The pterodactyl still doesn't do anything. No, it's just a dumb pterodactyl. It's all right. She's hot. Um, yeah, that's true. They, they, they join for the. She's still hot. No, that's true. She is still hot. I saw a picture of her. Online. She's still pretty attractive. Yeah. Go, but, go, Pink Ranger. <laughs> oh, God. Sean is getting creepy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get this, like, obligatory, like, Megazord, like, uh, like, wailing guitar solo. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. I gotta say, the music for the show is awesome. Uh, it, like, even during the crappy parts of the show, like, you get the wailing guitar and you're like, all right, 
I'm on board. I see what you're doing here. Yeah, I'm um, picking up what you're putting down. I'm enjoying. Oh it. yeah, absolutely. Um, and then they combine and they kill the Minotaur, and then then Rita Goldar has Goldar leaves. Yeah. Rita has a fucking meltdown. Yes. Um, oh no! Oh, this is the this is the one I I remember that. Um, so the episode always ends with like a bum 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 bum. Bum bum, and it's like a like a after school like the more you know kind of moment where like they have this like a shucks like kind of laugh and joke yeah. or whatever, and they're in the halls of the school and the trash gets dumped onto the floor and they play like old timey music and they, and they get like they, a two times speed yeah, and they clean up they clean up the the trash that had gone everywhere because there was like some fight scene earlier in the episode where yeah. Bulk and Skull like dumped trash on somebody or and something sp- yeah. and spilled trash everywhere yeah. and the- they're completely unimportant to this show and, yeah and, the, and the, the the principal i assume he's the principal comes and he's like you guys need to clean this he shit is. up they use him for other stuff yeah, yeah you need to clean this shit up and then they're like well let's let's just do it let's clean it up and then, yeah they go in the two or three or five times speed yeah like, i mean and that's that's basically it for this episode there's yeah. that so as far as the first three episodes go i think sean and i are sort of on the same page, but the the first the first half of the sh- the first half of each episode is completely non essential. I don't give a shit about their private lives. I just want to see them beat up monsters. Yes, I agree. It's so, it's completely a waste of time. The rest of the crap. The show is like good and bad. At the, it's a, it's so weird to say this because it's good and bad at the same time. You know what it is? Is I think that it's because the the first half of the show is so. Just ridiculously nineties to me, like it, it's so just awkwardly time encapsulated. time it's, encapsulated, yeah. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to remember that guys wore overalls and girls wore like brightly colored garbage and like, and the oh, hair was terrible and it just everything was awful. And they were still sort of in the uh, the eighties. Like workout, whatever. It was just crazy. Like ah, it's yeah. The, well, nineties are not uh, the nineties are not an era that I want to remember. Fashion wise, for sure. Well, 100%. there's there's so like aside from entertainment stuff, like there's so much about the nineties that we can just like leave in the nineties. But the early nineties, the early nineties, there's so much. Let's, let's just fucking ignore it. That brightly colored dayglow bullshit and like the baggy pants and. Just, like, there's a lot of great music from the 90s. There's a lot of great movies from the from the 90s. Yeah. A lot of interesting things happen with, like, technology and politics and science and stuff. Just the but, pop culture bullshit. Yes, yeah, okay, me. the pop culture stuff yeah. and the, the fashion was yeah, terrible. Yeah, let's just, let's just ignore that and leave that leave that back where it was. Let's not bring up that time capsule. Yeah. It, just, it drives me crazy. And just like just like Saved by the Bell, this this show, the early parts of this show, just, they... They, they reek so heavy of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, here's the thing. I don't. I don't think the first half of the show is that bad. It's like it's not good. There's no question. It's not good. It drives me crazy. There's it was, no. It's the most awkward part of the show for me. It's the hardest part to watch. No, and you're right. It is. Uh, it is the part that I felt myself like checking my phone or zoning, like kind of zoning out. But you know, it's not. It's not punishingly terrible. We. De- I feel like we've definitely done. Th- we've watched things for the show now that. Are worse than the first half of Power Rangers, but you know what? I, I was saying this earlier when we were at lunch. It's it's not that it's not that the this is the worst thing that we've watched, but I think it's the most so far. It's been the most disappointing. Thing oh, because to we love Power Rangers so much as kids. Yeah, it's the most yeah. disappointing thing to rewatch because I I remember loving this show and then I rewatched it. And I'm like, 
Oh. What kind of drugs was I it's on? It's not really that great. Or at least this part of it isn't. Like, maybe as, a, maybe as a kid I was tuning out the first half of it. Maybe. And I was just yeah. staring at Amy Jo Johnson and I was just completely blanking out on the rest of it. It could have been. she did tend to wear a lot of midriffs and short shorts. She did. Well, and, Trini wore short shorts too, but she didn't wear as much <clears throat> midriff stuff. And you know, 10-year-old Sean didn't know what those feelings were, but man, he liked them. <laughs> He's like, ah, this is a, this, this odd feeling. This is weird. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, uh, I gotta go talk to my priest. Well, so I think... We still got three more episodes to, uh, to cover, and we're going to talk a lot about some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. In yeah, the there's episode. a lot of shit that happened behind the scenes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about some of that stuff, um, and some of the differences between Power Rangers and Zuri Rangers, maybe. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll cover that next week. So, yeah. this has been fun. Yeah, and uh, if you like this episode, you want to talk to us, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at RemasteredCast. Uh, we also have a Facebook yeah, uh, just search us. We're there. We respond to to actually all of our outlets. So yeah. send us an old timey email at childhoodremastered at gmail. Um, you can call. No, don't call us. Uh, you can um, check out our website, childhoodremastered.com. If you and like, if, review if you, us, please. Yeah. leave five stars. Five um, stars. Whatever you whatever you do, if it's uh, iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, whatever yeah. you whatever you uh, listen to us on. Tell your friends. Make everybody watch. Yeah. You know? No. <laughs> if you like our um, if you like our uh, theme music, uh, it's John Howarth. You can check out his SoundCloud. We have uh, links to it on our website. The song is uh, it's it's a great song if you want to listen to it. And we have links to a bunch of the stuff we've talked about in the description on the website also. So uh, some some of the stuff we talked about. It, there's uh, any question about what it is we're discussing? There just be links there. You can you can check out exactly what we're discussing. Or so. you can just you can just ask us too, and we'll yeah, give you all the yeah, exactly. give you all the info that you need. Yeah, the lowdown. Yeah, so, so uh, we're gonna get into more of this uh, next episode. Uh huh. Because a new movie's coming out soon, and we're gonna watch that too. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do. Maybe we'll just do like a fifteen minute, 10, 15 minute when the movie comes out. Maybe yeah. It's just like a quick like, hey, what do we think about it? Like, I have I have to say right now that I am I am I don't have my hopes up very high. At well, all. no, I don't either, but, um, yeah, we're, we're going to cover... Don't go in the garbage. No, no, No one that's... asked for this goddamn movie. Well, that's probably true, but, uh, there's some other I Power am... Rangers movies. We might cover those in a couple of weeks Ooh. from now. Yeah, uh, I'm talking Sean into it. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's going to be great. No. <laughs> all right, well, until next time, this is Sean. And Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time. <laughs>